Welcome to episode 76 of the Adelan Rising podcast, where your hosts, Saren and Lynn. In today's episode, we discuss Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. season 7, episode 5, A Trout in the Milk. Hi, Lynn. How are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I guess we don't have Adam this week because he had to move some stuff around. Painting his room. Oh, do we know what color he's painting it? I never asked him. It's like a blue-gray that doesn't show up on the phone right. Yeah, he, oh. he sent me a picture, and it looks like the, just the color of sadness. <laughs> but apparently, it's like a like a powder blue. But on the phone, it looks just like cement gray. Oh no! Yeah, it, it's like an Eeyore color. Yeah, on the phone, but when he shows you like the actual like chip, it's completely different. Huh? Maybe it's just like mean... that dress that you know ch- changes colors depending on your. Phone right. settings. Maybe. Or or maybe he just needs to add a couple layers of paint to it. Yeah. I guess we can just jump into this episode. I don't think we have any Inhumans news, do we? Oh, I don't think so. Not yet. No, but although I did start watching the, uh, oh, what's it called? That anime. Oh, the, the, future, the, the future Avengers. Future Avengers. Yeah. yeah. Was it good? Has it been good? It's not bad. Not bad. All right. It's on Disney Plus, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, they're in season two. Okay, I have to watch that. Um, I haven't yet, but I will. Okay, so I guess uh, before we start, I think we need to um, figure out what the title of this episode means, A Trout in the Milk, because I could have Googled it, but I didn't. I did. (laughs) I, I did have to Google it because they really don't explain in the episode what it means. So it started as an Irish phrase that meant a fly in the ointment kind of, but then Thoreau used it and changed the meaning. If a, uh, like if a dairy farmer was trying to water down the chichu and water down the milk with water from the stream, you wouldn't know that he did it except if there was like a trout in the milk. And there's your evidence, circumstantial evidence that your milk had been watered down. So it's, so it's a reference to circumstantial evidence. Okay, it's interesting, although... It's a weird one. That's why we don't use this phrase anymore. Sousa kind of figured that out the hard way. Um, when he, he, used he still it. tried many times. He, he did. Poor Sousa. So uh, I guess a quick rundown of the episode. The team has jumped to 1973 New York City, and they have, after uh, making sure that they look like they are part of the era, and again, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., wardrobe crew on point they go to find enoch because they left him in new york city 40 years ago and they uh you know are like well we better go get enoch because we abandoned him and uh when they show up at the bar it's still a shield base but enoch's not there but lo and behold they find out that uh wilfred malik is still alive in 1973 and he should have been three years dead so this is definitely uh, the agents find right off the bat that this timeline is definitely different than what it should be. So the waves have happened with the assistance of the chron- Chronicoms. We jump to Mac and Yo-Yo uh, have this decided to visit the lighthouse, which should be an abandoned base at this point, And it's definitely not abandoned. We'll find out why later. Gemma is having gaps in her memory, and we find out that Gemma has this weird chip in her neck, and I think that's from last season. I cannot remember last season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because it was over a year ago. 
and I forget what that chip does, but apparently uh, we find out later that uh, is a secret between her and Enoch. She's definitely, uh, something's going on with Gemma, guys. Keep an eye on her. Back with the team, we find out exactly what the Chronicoms have been up to. And it turns out that Project Insight, if you remember Captain America the Winter Soldier, has decided to be 40 years early and is ready to launch about three years from 1973. So they'll be ready to launch in 1976. And then we have another time skip to 1976. And the team is trying to stop Project Insight. Uh, It's now ready to launch. So they try and stop it by flooding the lighthouse. But Hydra and the Chronicoms have figured out what they're up to. And so they have we find out that Hydra has Mac's parents kept in the lighthouse. In order to save his parents, Mac backtracks on his plans, and uh, he has Project Insight launch, and they destroy the rocket, but give away their position, playing directly into the Chronicom's hands. While all this is going on, uh, Sousa and Quake are captured by Nathaniel Malik, who should also be dead, and we leave off with him trying to contact Daniel Whitehall to see if Daisy's pa- uh, powers can be transferred to another human surgically and we also another thing that happens in this episode which is going a little bit out of order but deke does manage to kill wilfred malik and make sure that he is dead like he's supposed to be that was a quick rundown there was a lot going on this episode guys i don't even i think i've missed half of it i really liked it it ended on a bit of an ominous note i'm kind of worried with what's going on with the team daniel whitehall if you recall from previous seasons of agents of shield is terrifying and no joke so no daniel whitehall is a scary motherfucker excuse my language but he is so i'm really worried for daisy right now and susa although susa doesn't have powers but i don't know if they're going to try and transfer the powers to susa or are they going to try and transfer the powers to nathaniel i don't know that i think nathaniel wants those powers or i think he does too because he seems like he's like the 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 brother that really doesn't want anything isn't it gideon no gideon is the one who takes over hydra Okay. After Wilfred dies. So, okay. So Gideon was the one we saw in earlier seasons. Nathaniel was supposed to die in 1970 alongside of Wilfred. Okay. But Nathaniel didn't die. And now, but it sounded like from, from what the implication was from Gideon when he spoke with Daisy, is it sounded like Nathaniel's kind of the disappointment. It's it's definitely a Malik that wants the powers. Right, it definitely is. And then and the reason um Nathaniel even knows that Daisy has powers is because he saw her use them. That's gonna be terrifying and scary, so we'll see how that we'll see how that works out, if it works out. I don't know. But yeah. Daisy was definitely like the, the it was so the thing that really threw Daisy off, especially when you had we had a time jump from nineteen seventy three to nineteen seventy six and in that three years technology had gotten a lot better too because Daisy had a firewall she had to get behind <laughs> and she didn't have a firewall when she hacked the system in 1970. So there's a lot of, yeah, the timeline's all fucked up now. And Sousa called everyone out on that. And uh, Deke had to make a point that he's not, Sousa's not the only one who is out of time and has this. There's a really great scene between Deke and, and Sousa. Yeah. Poor Sousa, though. I know. He he does not like the future at all, except for iPhones. Yeah. <laughs> that was He was enchanted. Bad. Yeah, he he dug the iPhone. Not um, so much the fashions though. No, he was which definitely I can't understand because No, he didn't like the bell bottoms. It was too much too yeah. much material. He didn't like that. I thought the uh it was I terrible. thought 
I thought the fashion was on point. I think Daisy in particular looked rad with her tweed coat. I would wear every single outfit from this episode. And actually, I have a lot of outfits that look almost exactly like the outfits from this episode. So what does that say about fashion and that it recycles itself? Or you know it's really good because it still stands the test of time? It's both. I, I can't disagree with that. because think... uh, Those leather jackets, come on. I've got a vintage 70s jacket and it's just amazing. I don't have anything from the 70s because I was born in the 80s, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I got a pair of bell bottoms somewhere. Yeah. Well, you know, bootcut pants were in style for a while. Bootcut pants are always in style. I will only wear bootcut jeans because I wear a lot of boots. Unless a skinny, unless they're tall boots, then I wear my skinny jeans. So my tall boots fit over top of my jeans without looking crappy. Uh, hey, there, there was a little old guy that worked at one of the buildings I have to go to at work. And he would always accuse me of being a time traveler from the 70s. But you would totally rock that precious. style. So it's okay. I, yeah, if I did. rock it, flaunt it. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Let's talk about Enoch. Oh, where has he been? I don't know. What's he been up to for the year? Or he's been in hiding? Yeah. Has he been in hiding, though? Or did the Chronicoms get to him? Because I'm kind of worried that the Chronicoms got to him. I hope not. Or did he see them coming and he ran? Hanging out in a uh, Hydra slash shield hideout is probably the worst place for him, seeing as all the Chronicoms know who he is. Right. So he left and went car shopping. (laughs) <laughs> with a very sexy car although it was a sensible beige color yes it's a little fun fact it's a dodge coronet which is related to the dodge charger which is what robbie drives as ghost rider do you think that was intentional i don't know the, the coronet is the four-door and the charger is a two-door and that's the only difference between them oh the tra- charger is much much nicer but the uh they're they share a lot of the same parts that's interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. It's much easier to rescue people in the four-door. Oh, absolutely. I I can't disagree with that, which, you know, great Terminator reference there. Yep. <laughs> if you want to. And Enoch in- rocking the turtleneck. So 70s. Turtlenecks. This feels like a very small person is strangling you from behind. Um, turtlenecks are the best. I do like turtlenecks. I have many turtlenecks. Especially when you like pair them with a sweater. Yeah, I'm th- mm-hmm. I, I like that. Um, <laughs> or your vintage 70s jacket. Damn straight. I'm very sad that we didn't have a Lola. That, but, that is sad that we never got, we didn't get to have a Lola. I miss Colson would have been so happy. Exactly. That's what I'm waiting for. That's what I want to know. But he was uh, so happy the whole episode. He was. He was totally... He, he was just in his element with... Yeah. Yeah, he was. The New York he remembers and jumpsuits and underground bases like he's in a Bond movie. There was a reference to that, too, between... Uh, there was a really great reference to that with Yo-Yo and Mac because the thing with Yo-Yo and Mac is that they tend to reference old movies together. That's their thing. I think there was one episode a few seasons ago where the whole movie was Yo-Yo, or the whole episode was Yo-Yo and Mac just naming the crappiest 1970s and 80s horror flicks you could think of. (laughs) So naturally, of course, Yo-Yo is going to be like, have you ever seen a James Bond movie? Nothing good comes of an empty base underground. (laughs) And then, you know, they open it up and they see like this huge rocket tower and yo-yo's like i told you so it was really it was great it was great 
I love Yo-Yo and Mac together. They're so great. What we haven't talked about is the title sequence. No, we haven't. How awesome was that is the best one yet. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. They had that, like... And the music, it was it was just perfection. The turn and smile at the camera. Every 70s action show ever. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and and I just liked how they did the filming of it. Like, it, they totally gave it that old t- color TV look. I don't know yep. what that's called because I'm not in... I'm not in television, but it was the best thing ever. It was so great. And like the little dots and yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. That made me smile. That was good. Considering that I did not, there are other things I need to talk about, but I just want to jump a little bit. Gemma and her memory gaps, going back to that. That scene (laughs) with Deke, telling them that her that she and Fitz need to bump lemons (laughs) it took me a minute because quite frankly that's an awkward conversation to have and I didn't really think Gemma was acting abnormally with that because that's not a conversation I would want to have because we have to remember that Gemma and Fitz are technically Deke's grandparents the way she just went uh and walked away yeah no I would have reacted the same way Uh. I, I definitely did not think that was an out of the ordinary reaction, but apparently it was for her. I just can't remember. But it's it's Deke. You should be used to it by now. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's just I weird. I, that, poor Deke. Deke. He misses his Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> what a great nickname. I'm sorry. That's the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, like, I look at it and I'm just... I can't remember last season, although I don't think I even finished last season. I forget how she got that chip in because I don't think that was a secret. I think they just kind of downplayed it so we'd forget about it. And now they're reminding us of it. So I just, I don't remember what it's for. So if anyone remembers how Gemma got that and why, please let us know by emailing us or tweeting us at Adelaide Rising one on Twitter because I can't remember for the life of me. What I found really interesting too in this episode and I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, uh, was when Daisy was hacking through the firewall and uh, she got that lovely little DOS screen naming people on Project uh, Insight. Bruce Banner was name dropped. And uh, she's like, he becomes an Avenger. And Susa was like, is that a good thing? If we recall, <laughs> again, to just remind you, is that the guy who plays uh, Susa and Ver- he plays the cop. In the, he's like that extra who plays the, one of the cops in the Avengers and makes that comment about having grandkids. I'm convinced that, that Sousa stays with the season to get to that moment to make that comment. That's actually Agent Sousa just dressed as a cop, embracing his time-jumping status, finally. That's my theory. I'm and it, it was nice to have you know, the little Bruce Banner call-out because the Hulk show started in 1977. I did not know that. That is awesome. When did the Captain America show start? Because wasn't there a Captain America show too? And he had the big, huge ass biker helmet. Was it a show or a movie? I thought it was a movie. Oh, maybe it was a movie. Was that from like 1985 or something? I don't know. There was a Captain America movie in 79. Oh, well, there you go. With the goofy <laughs> biker helmet. Wow. That is something. Isn't it though? Yikes. Okay. 
<laughs> and then we look at all the materials we have today and we're like, thank God. So spoiled. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Although they could have done then what, I don't know, whatever. I didn't know that about the Hulk. That makes sense. But the whole point was to nick Bruce Banner off it before he became an adult in the Hulk. Kill him before it all starts. We had a guest star this episode, too. Did we? Patrick Patrick Warburton How as General miss- Rick Stoner. How did I miss that? I was wondering why that guy was familiar. And I think he actually was in previous episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well, actually. Yep. That was really great. And I like that scene where May, like, you know, they're telling him about the aliens. And he was like, let's, uh, you know, let's talk about these uh, time-traveling aliens from the future. <laughs> and, and May goes up and just punches the guy, and and Coulson's like, "What the hell? I was getting through to him." And she goes, "His emotions said otherwise. He he told me he didn't believe you." <laughs> so May, being an empath, um, has its advantages. Yep, I do love Patrick Warburton though. Of course, every time he talks, all I can hear is Brock Samson from Venture Brothers. I've never seen that, so I that reference is oh. all over my head because I. It is- is excellent. Is it? I'll have to watch it. I will have to watch that. Okay. So what about Sousa? He and uh, Quake are captured. Do we think we're going to have Sousa through the end of the season? I know I said it, and I just I want your opinion on this, because I think, yes, we're going to have to have him for that Avengers moment. But what's your feeling of it? I hope we have him all the way through. I'm almost afraid that he's going to sacrifice himself at some point. Because he's supposed to be dead anyway. Oh, I hope not. That would suck. That makes me sad. I don't want to think about that. Um, I also <laughs> did not see next week's... Because here's the thing, guys. I apologize. I did not live tweet on Wednesday like I normally do. I completely forgot. I got stuck in WoW. I'm playing video <laughs> games. So I did not see the preview for next week. What is the preview for next week? I don't watch the previews. I like to go in blank. Oh. Well, this is not helpful. Yeah, and besides, I, I was doing the bug off in Animal Crossing all day yesterday. I can't not know how how do you, how have you missed the spoil? Like, how do you do that? Like, like because they usually show like the trailer right after the last scene. How do you do? You just like turn you it off right then. Turn it off and walk away. I can't do that. I need to know. <laughs> I no. You you turn it off, walk away, and go back to your Animal Crossing. That's what you do. No, I can't. Like, I need to know. Do you not watch trailers for movies either? I, I do watch trailers, yeah. But you won't watch the trailer for the next week's episode? No. TV, I, I don't need a trailer for a TV show. That's so weird. I don't know, man. <laughs> my mind is blown right now. I don't know whether to be like, I don't know. That sound you hear is like my brain melting out of my ears. I did watch the trailer for the, the teaser tra- trailer for the Foundation show that's coming, and that looks amazing. What's that? Because I don't watch much TV outside Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's based on the Foundation series by Isaac Asimov and Saladin Ahmed. Oh, one of that's the, writers. the thing he's on, right? Or the yeah. show he's on. Oh. It looks phenomenal. I didn't realize he was one of the writers. Yeah. Did we know how many episodes he's doing? I will watch it just because he wrote some episodes. Yeah, I, don't, I think he was part of the writer's room, so I'm not sure how many I do remember him tweeting that he had to go to California for a while. Yeah. That's so this cool. is This is it. Oh, that's exciting. We'll have to watch that. All right, guys, add that to your list. 
and that's going to be on Apple TV. Yeah, Apple TV Plus. All right, so we can't predict what's going to happen in the future, can we? You think Seuss is going to sacrifice himself. What else do we think is going to happen? I think the Chronicoms got to Enoch. Oh, I hope they didn't. And whatever he's got going on with Gemma, that's going to come back and bite us in the ass, too. Yep. But like, when are we going to see Fitz? That's what I want to know. What was Fitz I, doing? I miss Bobo. I... <laughs> you say Bobo, and all I can think of is that <laughs> stupid little music video with Leonard Nimoy going, Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, little hobbit of them all. And if you haven't seen that, you need to Google it because it's the best thing ever. And every time you say it, that's what I think of. <laughs> and all I see is Fitz dancing like that in his monkey suit. Oh. I can't remember where Fitz was at the end. He stayed in the future, right? He's somewhere else. I just We have no idea where he is. It bothers me. What was Ian DeCastiker doing that he wasn't on this like in on this season? That's what I want to know. Is he filming something else? I'm sad he's really not in this season. Maybe we'll get him in the next couple of episodes. Or maybe he was in the preview for next episode, but we wouldn't know because neither of us watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so disappointed in myself. Anyway, um, other than Foundation, I guess we could uh, jump into, uh, well, one, how many uh, Agent Koenigs? This episode also lacked a Koenig. They are missing so many opportunities. But we're still in the 70s next week. We still have a chance for a Koenig. That's true, we do. Because they're taking them back to the Shield slash, slash Hydra base. There could be a Koenig in there. There could be. Here's to hoping. Maybe maybe Enoch's been on the run with the Koenigs. As soon as they figured out the Chronicoms were doing shit, he he booked it out with the Koenig. Maybe that's where he's been. But anyway, you to save the Koenigs. You have to save the Koenigs. They are vital to Shield and their twin status. Okay, how many Koenigs are we giving this episode? I loved it. I'm just giving it five Koenigs. I'm giving it a five Koenigs too. It was totally a nail biter. 1970s spy thriller. Totally fit with the theme. Opening sequence was fantastic, and uh, I it, just love it deserves show. five just for the opening sequence. Honestly, I cannot argue with that assessment. I agree. There really wasn't any moment I didn't like about this, other than um, I wonder how. Um, oh, Deke is an excellent shot. He is. He went right like like he's got Peggy Carter like skills there because she's a dead shot too. So I get five out of five Koenigs. And we learned a new saying a trout that we will mouth. never, ever use. Oh, no, we'll find a way. I'll find a way to, to, to put that in my everyday vernacular. Just give me some time. I'll figure it out. Yeah, I, I really know my onions now when it comes to obscure sayings. <laughs> I think we're going to get more of them as time goes on. <laughs> well, I guess that's everything. I don't have any TV shows or books to recommend because I really haven't been um, reading anything but Spider-Woman stuff that I've already recommended. Um, and I'm only watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on TV. What about you? I haven't been watching much except Bob's Burgers. That show is fantastic. If you don't watch it, you are missing out. It is amazing. It's a musical. The songs get better as you go. Have you ever wondered what Bob's Burgers actually tastes like? I know, right? But there's a cookbook that's out there. Is there? There is a cookbook with Bob's Burgers recipes in it. I will have to hunt that down and never use it. But I'll probably give it to my roommate who would use it because she likes that sort of thing. Thanks Which is weird because being... I'm making burgers tonight. 
I'm coming over to your house. I'll be there in about 17 hours. I made my own buns. That's how fancy I got. That is fancy. Like lately I've been like making hot dogs in the air fryer and then just putting them into a slice of bread with ketchup and mustard. <laughs> That's how sad I need an air fryer. Let me tell you something. That's all my roommate uses to cook right now. Everyone get an air fryer. Anyway. <laughs> and get the Bob's Burgers soundtrack, which is available on LP in a box set. Is it? Yeah. See, all these Comes things. with sheet music. I can't read sheet music, but I would probably get the LP set again for my roommate. You're giving me great gift ideas for like my roommate this year rather than TV show recommendations. So I appreciate this. Thank you. <laughs> no and problem. I guess- I guess that's it. If you want to give us a chat or a shout out, please uh, get us on at Adelaide Rising One on Twitter, or you can email us at the show at AdelineRising.com. We would love to hear from you. We will get back to you. It may take a day or two. Um, Adam is usually the one who checks the emails. Um, but please, please, we love hearing from you. Um, we want to know your uh, thoughts on this episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and especially its opening sequence and uh, what you think is going to happen the rest of the season. Anyway, until next time. Bye. Bye.